As you all know, I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan, a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. I have been cheering on the team since I remember as a little kid, listening on the radio because many of the games at that time were blacked out. They didn't have a sellout. They were blacked out. I'd listen on radio. And now, of course, all the games are available. No blackouts anymore. And the last couple of years, we've watched as the Buffalo Bills have risen. Coach, head coach Sean McDermott was hired from the Carolina Panthers, where he was the defensive coordinator, to be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills five seasons ago. First season with Tyrod Taylor as quarterback and a hodgepodge roster. They make the playoffs. They go down to Jacksonville, don't even score a touchdown. I think it was a 9-6 game or somewhere along the lines. It was a horrible game. We lose. Okay, first year, but we made the playoffs. The playoff drought is gone. Second year, Bills didn't make it. They had a lot of salary cap issues. They had to bite the bullet. They did. Fans still showed up at the stadium, packed the place, sell out crowds at the stadium in Orchard Park. Third season, we make the playoffs. We go down to Houston. When the Texans had Deshaun Watson, they were a decent team. We had the game. We could have won the game. We were a minute away from winning the game, and once again, some bad calls and bad plays lead to Houston driving down the field and beating us on a last-second field goal. Sean McDermott's first correction. That was his second. Oh, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. He's been to the playoffs. Let me see. First year, we lost on the road. Second game at Houston, lost on the road in the third season. Last year, we play in the AFC Championship game at Kansas City. We got manhandled. Allen didn't look good. Our quarterback, Josh Allen, learning experience. That was Sean McDermott's third playoff road loss. This season, confidence is high. Team is riding a five-game winning streak. They had to win all the games in December to capture the AFC East. They do so. They beat the New England Patriots in Foxborough. We win the AFC East. We play New England in the first game of the wild card weekend, and we destroy, decimate, pulverize the Patriots. Wasn't even close. Outstanding performance. Almost a, It was a perfect offensive performance. The only time they didn't score was on the last drive of the game when there was, I think, a minute to go. And Mitch Trubisky, the backup quarterback, assumed the victory position. And they ran three plays, let the time uh, uh, expire. No need to run anything. Game was over. Perfect game. So we go into Kansas City with tremendous confidence. This could be the year we go in. And what a game. At first, Buffalo scores. Then Kansas City, the Chiefs come back, take a nine-point lead. But the Bills hang in there, and Josh Allen turns it on in the second half. They let him rip. They open it up. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I'm pacing. I, I'm not sitting watching the game. I'm pacing. I'm screaming at the TV. And with 13 seconds to go, Josh Allen throws an incredible pass to a wide-open Gabriel Davis in the end zone, and the Bills take a 36 33 lead. And you're saying, we're done. We've got it. 13 seconds. But I said to myself, these are the Bills. We've seen this happen before. We have seen 
victory snatched away to the hands of defeat many times. And the first thing I said is, do not kick it in the end zone. Let's do a, not a squib kick, let's do a pooch kick so that it goes and maybe ends up around the 10-yard line. And then with 13 seconds, the Chiefs returner has one of two decisions to make. If the ball lands on the 10-yard line, and remember, a kickoff is a free kick. It's not like a punt. You can't say, hey, let's just let it go and let, let it sit there. We'll down it. That doesn't work that way. A kickoff is a free kick. He's got to field it one way or the other if it lands before the end zone. So you tell the kicker, okay, here's what we're going to do now. I'm the head coach. This is the most critical 13 seconds of the game. Maybe three plays, two plays, three plays, whatever it is. I'm the head coach. I get in and tell the entire special team. I tell the special teams coach, this is our strategy. Supposedly, they practice it hundreds of times or many times. I tell, I bring up as the head coach, I'm the alpha leader. I'm the commanding general. I bring the entire special teams around me. And remember, if you are an alpha as a head coach or a general, you are thinking three moves ahead at all times. The Bills head coach, Sean McDermott, who hereafter shall be referred to as Sean McChoke, should have been already thinking on that final drive, if we score a touchdown, what do we do? Well, actually, they had to score the, uh, the, the, I'm trying to remember, wait, 36? They had to score a touchdown. A field goal would not have done any good. They needed the touchdown. So I'm thinking, we score. What is my next move? What is my move after that? And after that, I'm already thinking three steps ahead. I already am thinking, we get the touchdown. We have to kick off. I want already, we're not going to kick that in the end zone. We're going to pooch kick it so it lands around the 15 to the 10-yard line. I, as the head coach, tell that to my special teams coach and tell him, be prepared. If we score, this is what we're going to do. Yes, sir. And then... Before the kickoff, I bring the entire special teams crew, that all the team, the special teams unit, I bring them. And as the head coach, I tell them, reiterate what we're going to do. I look at the kicker right in front of me and everyone else, and I said, we are going to pooch kick this so it lands between the 15 and the 10-yard line. We're not going to boot it out of bounds. Everybody needs to cover. Stay in your lanes. One of two things is going to happen. He's going to down it or he's going to try to run it back, and that's going to eat time off the clock. But all of you need to be prepared for both options. Are we clear? Yes. We are. Let me re- repeat one more time. We are going to pooch kick this to the 15 or 10. You all need to be prepared to stop a run back. Okay, got it. You look at the kicker. Got it? You, you cool with this? You got it? Yes. Everybody on the same page? Yes. Let's get it together. Win on three. One, two, three, win. Okay, great. But what happened was the kicker kicked it in the end zone for a touchback. They start at the 25-yard line. Now, I'm thinking to myself at the time, okay, one of two things happened. Either he purposely did that or maybe somebody, maybe the kicker didn't get the message. But I'm like, wait a minute. Why would the kicker, the most important guy on that special team, not get that message? And you as the head coach would be right in their faces saying, this is what we're doing. This is the moment. This is the shit you live for. That comes down to this. Everybody got it? Yes. Kicks it through the end zone. 
Now, some people said, I looked at one of the players and he looked surprised, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, wait a minute, it was communications failure? What, what's the deal here? So that's travesty number one. So now you let the Chiefs start at the 25-yard line. And one of two things happened. If the, if the Chiefs returner would have said, okay, 13 seconds, I'm fielding this thing at the 10. Let me see if I can get up to the 20-yard line or 25. Or let me see where I can get up. Tick, 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 tick. Five seconds comes off that clock if he runs it. Now, all of a sudden, you're down to eight seconds. And even if he gets it to the 25-yard line with eight seconds... That's time for one, maybe two plays. Now, the Chiefs have all three timeouts. At this point, as a defensive-minded head coach, which Sean McChoke is, you tell the defensive coordinator and the defensive unit, here's what we're going to do. I want you to get up and press coverage on Kelsey, on uh, on, on the receivers. You need to make sure they don't run a clean route. Okay, we'll have our safety help behind, but we they've got timeouts. So don't worry about the sideline. You need to chuck them in that five yards. And worst case, if you hold, no problem. Because even if you hold, another five, six seconds comes off the clock, and now there's only one play left. But you got to disrupt their route. What did the Bills do? They played 10 yards, 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. I was, I was amazed. I couldn't believe it. So that's travesty number two. Travesty number three, after a big catch by Tyreek Hill. Now, the Bills call timeout, by the way, after each play. So they got loads of time to discuss their strategy. Do you think any of the defensive backs would have lined up or the defense lined up the way they did if they were told to go out, get tight to that line and go with man press coverage, don't give that receiver a free release. Do you think they would have lined up on their own themselves, 8, 10 yards off the line of scrimmage? The answer is no. They were told that's how you're going to play it. They were told, and Sean McChoke, the head coach, he solely was responsible for making the call, not Leslie Frazier. At that time with 13 seconds, mark my words, McChoke said, I'm running the show now. This is what we're doing. Now, Frazier could be in alignment, but the head coach is ultimately responsible. And when you've got a critical time like that, you may have the best coordinators. You say, I'm running the show. This, I'm the general. I'm the five-star right here. I'm the alpha. 13 seconds. This is what we're doing. So let's say after that second play, they don't give a man a free release. Either they hold or they disrupt the route. They were, they were, they were uh, rushing four defensive linemen. They were getting... In Mahomes' face, he's got to get rid of the ball, can't take a sack. He could take a sack, he'd just call a timeout, but that would have put him even further back. More time elapses. Instead, the Bills, wide open, Tyreek Hill. Picks up, I think, 20 yards. Now you've got less than eight seconds to go. I think there's eight seconds to go. They call a timeout. Now you're thinking, okay, now... There's no way we're going to play loose. you got to have press coverage. you got to shove them, disrupt their route. They didn't. The Bills played, again, eight yards. The defensive backs were playing in a quarter's coverage like they were protecting the sideline. They left the entire center of the field, a 15-yard opening in the center of the field, and Travis Kelsey saw it, told it to Mahomes, who looked over and you could hear on the microphone saying, do it, do it, do it, do it meaning go right to that center. 
He throws it, gets the ball. By the way, he was a millisecond away from that ball being uh, uh, crushed out of his arms because Jerry Hughes, a defensive end for the Bills, had massive pressure on him. Mahomes gets it out, wide open 15-yard catch, and then run after the catch to get the Chiefs in field goal position. Goes to overtime, the rest is history. Now, I hate the NFL overtime rules. They're horrendous. They're horrible. They need to be changed. But the Bills had the game won. Sean McChoke is solely responsible. Number one, if he did call for the pooch kick, it wasn't communicated to the kicker. That's inexcusable. And the two plays on defense where they were 8, 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, not pressing the receivers, giving wide open areas of the field, a giant zone, that's unacceptable. So after the game, he says, well, it really boils down to execution. And when someone said, well, can you tell us what do you mean? He said, well, I'd rather not go there. And then the day after, for a season-ending press conference, he hides behind Zoom, doesn't do it in person. Brandon Bean, the Bills general manager, on Tuesday, conducted the press conference in person. Was there for an hour and 15 minutes, took every question. Stand-up guy. Sean McDermott is a fucking McPussy. He's McChicken. He's McChicken shit. That's why I would never hire a defensive coach, ever, in today's National Football League. They don't play to win, they play not to lose. There's a big difference. Andy Reid looked very calm on the sideline, no problem. Sean McChoke was a defense, worked for Andy Reid for I think 10, 12 years, was the defensive coordinator for a few years, then got fired, and then was at, at uh, the Carolina Panthers as defensive coordinator. Sean McChoke is still Andy Reid's bitch. Andy Reid has it all over him. He bent over McChoke and brutally sodomized McChoke without the benefit of any lubricant. Now, if you can tell that I'm angry, here it is just under a week later. I'm even more pissed today than I was Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And the reason that I bring this up, not just because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, but I bring up Sean McChoke, Sean McDermott, to give you exhibit A of a wussified beta male versus an alpha male, how they react. Now, an alpha male would have been decisive. An alpha male would have said, go to win this game. You're going to shove it up their ass. You're going to bang them at the line of scrimmage. I don't give a shit if it's a penalty. You hold them, do whatever, bang them in the first, you know, get in there. Do what you need to do. Let's get that time taken off the clock. And if you're successful, great, incomplete pass. Worst case, maybe it's a short pickup. They call timeout, but you don't give up a big chunk of 20 yards. Didn't do that. He was scared. When the biggest moment in his coaching career comes his way, does he rise to the occasion as a strong, out, decisive alpha? Or does he shrivel like a wussified beta with no balls? You all know the answer. He shriveled like a wussified beta. And by not answering the question during his press conference, three times he's asked on the season-ending press conference, we'll talk about that. You say execution. What happened? Well, look, it's about execution, and we didn't execute, and I'd, I'd rather just leave it at that. Wouldn't answer the question. Reporters tried to pry it out of him. He says, 
I'm not going to go. Uh, here's exactly when he was asked about it. He says, yeah, I'm still not going to get into specifics on it. Again, it comes down to execution. We didn't execute, so I hope you can appreciate where I'm coming from on that. That's really where I was after the game, and that's where I am now. I'm sorry. That's not an answer. If you are the leader of a team, you are the commanding general, you are the alpha, you step up and say, we had a miscommunication. And as the head coach, the blame lay with me. And I'm just, that, that's all I'm going to say. He doesn't have to point out a player or a coach. However, as the head coach of the team, you're an alpha. You accept the, when thing, times go great, but when things go to hell, you better step up to the plate and acknowledge it and accept it and say, my fault. My fault. He didn't. And that's all I need to know about his character. Instead of saying, look, we had a miscommunication on the initial kickoff. As the head coach, I take and assume full blame. We practice it. We had a breakdown in communication. It is unacceptable. I take the blame. It is my fault because I didn't follow up on it. But no, he keeps it very ambiguous, keeps it very vague. Never once does he look in the mirror and take the blame. That is the perfect definition of a wussified beta male. An alpha male would have absolutely said, I take responsibility. And the two calls that, uh, that I made, the last two plays, we clearly didn't make the right call. We should have covered much more tightly. We should have had press coverage. We called a soft zone, and it backfired, and I take the blame. It's almost as if they, were, they, they, they didn't have situational awareness of where they were. They didn't realize that Kansas City still had three timeouts, and they thought that Kansas City, the Chiefs, just you know needed a touchdown. They were trying to prevent a touchdown instead of keeping the Chiefs out of field goal range. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I am beyond irate. And if you followed my Twitter feed, you would know exactly my feelings on what took place. How extremely unacceptable it was. I mean, it is just blatantly absurd. Now, I, had, I, I, I tweeted something, and uh, someone said, well, I agree with you, but the hashtags that you dispensed were a bit much. Because the hashtags I used were McDipshit, McChoke, McPussy. I believe, frankly, that every one of those hashtags Sean McDermott earned by his incredible inability to rise to the occasion at the most crucial time of a game, number one, 13 seconds to win, and had the Bills won, I know Sergeant Steve's going to differ with me on this, I believe the Bills would have won the AFC Championship game against the Bengals at home in Orchard Park, and they would have beaten either the Rams or the 49ers, because I think the Chiefs are a much tougher team than the Rams or 49ers. Indisputable. We would have won the Super Bowl. I'm convinced of that. But instead... At the biggest moment in his coaching career, he shrivels. He bends over. He fails. He pulls the beta, wussified beta card. 
So to me, when you don't accept responsibility and you can't rise to the moment and you can't be thinking ahead, you'll never, that's something that can't be taught. And this is my prediction. Josh Allen, who is certainly amongst the top three quarterbacks, maybe the best quarterback in the league right now. He's made, and listen, when he came out, I said, huge mistake to draft him. He had terrible accuracy issues. He, he, I mean, firing the ball all over the place. Well, he never had the coaching of a Power 5 school or a Power 5 staff. He had to go to a junior college for two years. He only had two offers for a scholarship uh, in Division One, He had, uh, I think it was Central Michigan or Eastern Michigan or Western, one of the Michigans, not the Michigan, and Wyoming. That was it. So he goes to Wyoming, and he didn't have the proper coaching. He, he didn't go to a USC or an Alabama or a Clemson. But the one thing I will say is two things. Number one, he had an incredible quarterback coach in Ken Dorsey and a great offensive coordinator in Brian Dable. They were together for four years. Dable's probably going to get a head coaching job. Mark my words, Brian Dable will be a far better head coach than Sean McDermott ever will be or ever could dream of being. Guaranteed. But Josh Allen took it upon himself to find a quarterback coach in Jordan Palmer and to work rigorously offseason, not to say, hey, I'm going to just go and, you know, do nothing for three months. He worked rigorously, and they worked on one specific item every offseason, foot placement, shoulder placement, ball trajectory. And you saw the results last year and again this year. And the other thing that, that is happening is the game has slowed down for Josh Allen. He's not panicky. He doesn't feel that he has to be the sole guy. He knows when to throw the ball away most of the time. Occasionally he tries to do too much. But when you saw him lead that drive with 45 seconds to go, calmly, and there were some fourth down situations, he just said, we're going to get this done. His team believes him. We witnessed it on the field. And when you have 13 seconds to go and you as a head coach can't motivate your players, can't instruct your players, can't put them in the right position, cannot communicate properly, that falls upon you. And earlier this season, Sean McPussy, McChoke, McDipshit, had absolutely no problem whatsoever calling out Isaiah McKenzie for dropping, a, a, for fumbling. The first time he fumbled like 140, 150 um, either receptions, carries, or field goal, or, or uh, uh, um, punt return, or, or kickoff returns. One time. Put him in the doghouse, and when they asked him, well, why did you replace him after the New England, during the New England game, the game they lost in that big windstorm, he said, well, I needed somebody I could trust back there. He threw Isaiah McKenzie under the bus. He pointed the finger at him, and Mark, I, I believe we're going to see Isaiah McKenzie a big free agent market for him. He only was on a one-year deal. The Bills didn't use him properly all season, should have used him more. They did when Cole Beasley was injured in the New England game at New England in December, and McKenzie lit it up. Should have been using him all season long. They didn't. Either New England, I have a bad feeling New England, Miami, where he's from originally, are going to sign him. I hope the Bills can re-sign him because he's a far better player than Cole Beasley right now, who's lost a step. But I am 
have serious concerns, especially the way Sean McChoke threw McKenzie under the bus. So he had no problem throwing a player under the bus, but when he's asked the question, he won't throw himself under the bus because the only person responsible for that loss is Sean McChoke. He's it. He didn't communicate to the special teams what he wanted done. He was the one on the first two offensive plays by the Chiefs with 13 seconds to go. He called the loose defenses, the very soft zone defenses. It wasn't Leslie Frazier. You can be sure that McChoke made the call. He coached scared like a wussified beta with shriveled balls. And when Kansas City kicks the field goal and they win the toss, I was beside myself. I knew the game was over at that point. But the game shouldn't have been over by a last-second field goal. The Bills should have won it going away with 13 seconds to go. Maybe two plays elapse, and you keep them out of field goal range. Maybe they do a Hail Mary. You knock that down, and the Bills go on to the AFC Championship and then possibly the Super Bowl. Unacceptable to me. An alpha rises to the occasion. An alpha, when the shit hits the fan, he's the first to step up and accept responsibility and say, we had miscommunication and the blame lays solely upon me. I was the one that made those two calls. He can talk about execution all he wants. The defense would have never lined up 10 yards off the line of scrimmage unless the head coach and defensive coordinator told them to do so. They didn't line up like that on their own volition. They were told. They, exec- they, were, they did what they were told. Play unbelievably soft. The only person responsible for the loss on that entire team is Sean McDermott. Hereafter referred to and known as Sean McDipshit, Sean McChoke, and Sean McPussy. And he can take his process that he talks about or as I will refer to it as his McProcess, and shove it up his McRectum. Because he showed at the most critical time he didn't have what it takes to make the decision, to make the right decision, and when the shit hit the fan, he didn't have the guts, didn't have the alpha trait to stand up and face the music and say, it's all my fault. Nope. Instead, he's blaming everybody else. He's not 0-4 in road playoff games. What does that tell you? Josh Allen will win not only a Super Bowl, he will win multiple Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott will not be the head coach while when Josh Allen wins those Super Bowls. Mark my words. Sean McDermott was a very, very good coach. He's not a great coach. Good coach to take us from the Gutter to tremendous respectability. But there's a difference between being able to take you from one place, from point A to point B, and then getting you to point C, the promised land. Sean McDermott, Sean McChoke is not the head coach to do it. My prediction, the Bills next year will win, they will advance. They will not make the championship game, or they will and they won't win the Super Bowl. Chiefs will be in the way again. Following year, the same thing will happen. And at that point, the ownership of 
Terry and Kim Pagula will say, we've got a franchise quarterback, an an all-pro quarterback, a generational talent. We We need to win Super Bowls with him. Is Sean McChoke the head coach to be able to do so? And they will come to the resolution and the discovery that he is not. And at the end of the 2024 season, he will be terminated with a year or two left on his contract. Brandon Bean, the general manager, will be around for a long time. He's done a great job. He faced the music. He was very emotional in his season-ending press conference, and he stated, we've gone over it a million times. He said, I haven't even been able to watch the, 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 the film. I, have, I just did this more. Actually, yesterday was the first time to watch the last 13 seconds. Couldn't even bring myself to watching it. I will not be watching any of the games this weekend. Too painful because I know the Bills should have been there, and I won't be watching the Super Bowl. First time in my life. I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to do something else. But I'm not going to watch the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, and the Super Bowl because I will get too fucking riled up. That's how pissed I am. Even now, and you can hear it in my voice. And the other thing about alphas, we have passion. Betas have no passion. They're passionless. Whereas alphas, we are passionate. Because when we believe in something, when we stand for something, we exercise tremendous passion to either back it or to see it succeed. Betas don't care. So when people tell me, ah, it's just a game, relax, it's more than that. Again, I'm competitive. I'm a winner. I don't accept failure. And that was blatant failure, all caused solely by our head coach. Sean McChoke, two years from now, will not be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Good coach to get us where we needed respectability, but not the coach to take you over the hump. He freezes in key critical moments. The game is too big for him. And Alpha's rise to the occasion. When the shit is hitting the fan, when there is pressure, and Alpha says, yes, this is what I live for. I mean, to me, I personally work best under pressure. I always have. When there's a deadline or there's things going, coming at 20 directions, I have always risen to the occasion. Alphas, you rise to the occasion. I guarantee you live for that. Betas, no, no, no. I don't want to make a decision. Ooh, too scary. No, no, too much. That's Sean McChoke. During the largest moments and most critical times, he is unable, he mentally is unable to process not only the significance of the moment, but to be able to mentally process two, three, four steps ahead decisions that must be made. He just mentally doesn't have the capacity and doesn't have the mental situational awareness to be a successful championship winning head coach. That's fact. Sean McDermott will never win a Super Bowl. I feel very, very confident in saying that. The Bills will win more than one with Josh Allen, but it won't be with Sean, McPussy, McChoke, McDipshit, McDermott. Trust me, I'm only going to get angrier as the weeks go by. And uh, I like what uh, the general manager, Brandon Bean, said. He goes, look, we've gone over this a million times. We've discussed it. We've all discussed it with Sean. Our ownership, trust me, I guarantee you the owners, Terry and Kim Pagula said, what the fuck happened? And I'm sure McDermott's going to throw the blame everywhere else. Instead of being an alpha and saying, I should have communicated better to our kicker, 
I was the one that made those calls. They backfired. No, I guarantee you he's going to lie. But mark my words, the truth always comes out because essentially he's thrown the entire defense under the bus and special teams under the bus. Somebody in the next month or two or before the season starts or when they leave the team, when they're no longer a member of the Buffalo Bills, they sign somewhere else. It's a free agent, and there's a, I think there's about a dozen potential free agents that could leave the team. They're going to spill the beans. There, you will see an anonymous source said that Sean McDermott either didn't make the call to, to pooch kick it or did make the call but never relate it to the kicker, and he was the one that called to play soft. It will come out, and the only one to point the finger at is Sean McChoke. Guaranteed. Moral of the story, as alphas, there are times in life when you have to rise to the occasion, when you have to be strong, when you have to be able to think ahead and make decisions in the heat of battle. As alphas, we rise to the occasion. Betas fail miserably and just you know, shrivel at the thought of being in a pressure-packed situation. That is the difference between an alpha and a beta. Thankfully, we're all alphas. Sean McDermott is a McBeta.